Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What else can you say? The Braves are one win away. 27 more outs. I think that that's kind of the mentality we need to keep. It's never quit with Snit. World Series edition. The Braves throw down a grenade to blow up the fall classic with a dramatic seventh inning. And now Atlanta is this close to their first world championship since 1995. Welcome to episode 17 of the AJC Braves Report presented by Kroger. I'm Jay Black with Atlanta Journal-Constitution Braves beat reporter Gabe Burns and our columnist Mark Bradley. Atlanta leads the World Series three games to one now after last night's 3-2 classic. And how on earth do you sum up, guys, what you saw and what I'm sure you heard last night, which could very well be the stuff of legend. Gabe, you first. That's yeah, going to be a game that uh, people in Atlanta and in the South are going to be talking about for a long time, for generations even. It's just a really just a really special moment in that seventh inning. It's just crazy to think about what we just saw. It's going to be looked back on as an iconic moment in franchise history years from now. Uh, that's kind of hard, I think, for anyone to wrap their head around when it happened 12 hours ago or whatever it was. but. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, they're up 3-1 now. They're they're one away from their second championship in a season that, you know, we've been over it 100 times, but they weren't even over 500 until August. The whole thing is pretty mind-blowing. Mark, you've been at the AJC 37 years now. Where does what you saw rank in your eyes? Um, It's on the podium. There you go. Um, yeah, it's on the podium of Braves games. Uh, I, I mean, you know, obviously the, the Sid Bream – Francisco Cabrera game is, I think, number one, given that, you know, uh, the, I think it was the first time in baseball history that, that a, uh, uh, that a team that was trailing in a playoff series in its last at bat won the series. And of course, you know, well, you've seen the play, you know what it was. Okay. That's number one. I, I, I number two would, would, I think would have to be game six and, in, in uh, 1995, when when Glavin threw eight one-hit innings and David Justice hit a home run and, and uh, Mark Marquis Grissom uh, caught uh, Carlos Bauer's fly ball. That would that would be two. But this one this this one's number three. Uh, I, I know there've been some other good ones like the 10-9 game where Andrew walked in to, uh, to clinch the, the pennant in 1999. But, uh, I mean, this was a World Series game. And this was this was not just a World Series game. This was a swing World Series game. Uh, you know, you lose this game, you go back to Houston. You win this game, you can close it out today. And uh, if I'm allowed to share a little press box chatter with you, uh, Gabe and I looked at, each looked at each other during the game, and we, you know, we were tired, and it looked like the Braves were tired. I think the word Gabe used was lifeless, and and I think that was completely accurate because you know you, they they just they had actually gotten the good the, the halfway decent uh, bullpen game. They just couldn't score, uh, and and actually they had gone like I think at twenty eight innings and scored five runs since the first three innings of. 
of um, of game one. And it, you know, it just looked like they were kind of running out of ideas. And then and then um, Rosario him again started a, the rally in six that got him one run. Uh, and then and then you know in the space of uh, four pitches in the in the seventh inning they're ahead and it, it's just it's an it, you know it's an amazing game and and then you you pack on Rosario's uh, catch at the wall which you know even he said after the game wow what a catch uh, it was uh, it, it to me it's it's just the third best one I've ever seen. And Gabe, that's you know, but baseball's not a fast strike sport, right? And this game had all the feelings of, well, you know, it was the bullpen game; they were probably going to lose, and they kind of chipped away at it a little bit, but didn't have that feel like they were the best team until, bam, in five pitches in the seventh inning, the Braves all of a sudden have command of the World Series. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what this team has done, though. Um, I, it's surprise. It was surprising, but then again, it wasn't. Because they've, they've done this a lot throughout the year. Um, it's just when you kind of look at it, their offense, they, they couldn't get anything going. Zach Grinke was up there throwing in the high 80s, and, and they couldn't do anything with it. Um, obviously, but we kept pointing out they were still in it. It was a two-run game despite all that. I think the Astros were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. I think they were 0 for 7 against Kyle Wright um, in those situations. So... It, it 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 was one of those games. It was two to nothing, but it felt like it was eight to nothing. Right. And so when you see them come back and and, and they win that way, it just really embodies what this team is, and, and it, it just shows you why they're, you know, seemingly improbable. Is it like improbable? If you think about it, but they they're went away from the World Series, and it's because they've consistently uh, just sh- done things like that. We got so much to dig into from last night and setting up what could be a very special Halloween around here coming up. But first, the AJC Braves Report podcast is brought to you by Kroger. Kroger is a proud sponsor of the Atlanta Braves and is bringing you scary good savings on everything you need to plan your perfect Halloween. Of course, Kroger has you covered for candy for those trick-or-treaters, but Kroger also has savings on Halloween decor and more, providing all treats and no tricks. Visit Kroger.com slash Halloween today or visit your local Kroger store to start shopping. Now, there's a million different ways to slice up the historical significance of those at bats in that seventh inning, and Dansby Swanson's still trying to grasp it all. This is the third time, and the other two, one of them was Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in, what, 1928 or something like that, and the other was in 1981. I mean, baseball's been around a long time, and for this to be the third time uh, is is pretty special. Uh, I mean, I feel like when you're in that moment um, and you're in between the lines, your your only thought is is on winning, and so it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around what just happened. I still think we all are trying to do that, and the stat in which he's referencing, according to the Elias Sports Bureau is this is only the third time in World Series history, they've played 117 of these, that players have hit game-tying and go-ahead home runs back-to-back. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig in 1928, Steve Yeager and Pedro Guerrero in 1981, then Dansby Swanson and Jorge Soler in 2021. Here's Brian Snicker. You know, it's like Max said, it's like been waiting for Dansby to do a Dansby-esque type thing, which... Kid likes the moment. I know that. He has for as long as he's been here. And Gabe, for Dansby, he's had extremely high expectations. I don't know if he's met all of them, but 
I think he, he truly appreciated what he accomplished in that last night and doing it in the place in which he's grown up. Yeah, understandable. I don't, Dansby and I are about the same age. I'm not from Atlanta, but I'm from Georgia. I can understand, like, you know, the era that he grew up in and just talking about the 90s Braves and, you know, seeing seeing his franchise kind of even struggle to win a playoff series down the stretch there in, the, in those years. And, you know, for him to come through with a moment like that, I imagine that's really emotional. I mean, obviously, given the interviews that he did, everyone saw that. Um, it's a really emotional moment for him and his life. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure it's very hard for him to wrap his head around, but I mean, good for him because he was, he was really having an underwhelming postseason. And, and now, uh, that's something that nobody's going to remember. If they, if they take care of this thing, the only thing that they're, that people are going to remember about, uh, Dancy Swanson's postseason was that home run. And four pitches later, Jorge Soler may have wrote his name in Atlanta immortality as well with his first pinch hit home run in six years. It makes me feel good that, you know, when we're in this National League game and the one I don't play is a really good bullet off the bench, whether it's probably it's been Soler or Jock, and they've all done unbelievable damage in this postseason. And what they've done is just been, and that's not an easy thing to do because these guys were kind of everyday players and coming off the bench is one of the hardest things you do in our game. And Mark, it was noticeable that Soler was not in the starting lineup, but uh, give Price Snitker an incredible amount of credit. It seems like he has pushed every single right button every time in the playoffs so far. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, that uh, of the people the Braves brought into the interview room after the game, they brought Rosario and Soler, uh, neither of whom was on uh, the roster at the All-Star break. And they brought uh, um, Dansby uh, along with Kyle Wright and uh, Dylan Lee, who started the game. So that of the five players they brought in, four of them were not on the roster at the All-Star game. Uh, you know, and even uh, with with Lee and uh, uh, Kyle Wright, they weren't even on the roster earlier in the playoffs. So it, it's just like, you know, it, it, it talk about the your, your recurring theme of, you know, who are these guys? Where'd they come from? And you know, and how how is it that they're doing this stuff for the Braves that that you know a lot of longtime Braves never did. And 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 Mark, with with all those guys, and Gabe, you you can get in on this too. With with all of those guys that they've put in, I mean, it, it seems like instant chemistry. It seems like they've all been playing together for ten years. Yeah, um, that's. That, I mean, that's that's the culture they've created. That that's a credit to Smith, it's a credit to Alex, it's a credit to Freddie. Um, it's it's really since I've done this job, it, it's kind of been that way. Um, they've had different guys shuffle in and out. You, a, a Matt Joyce, a Charlie Tolberson, a you know Anthony Swarzak was good for him there for a couple of months. Like uh, Kevin Gosman came in and helped him in, helped him down the stretch that one. I mean they they brought in different guys and pretty much almost all of them really seemed to click and, and and that's not a coincidence. And you know you just look you just look at the way things are. It's just that's just kind of what this organization is now. It's like. That we've sat here this whole playoffs and we've said, why can't the Brewers hit? Why can't the Dodgers hit? Now it's why can't the Astros hit? Well, there's one common denominator. <laughs> well, when, well, when you look when you look at this clubhouse, it, it's kind of the same thing every year. It, it's all about chemistry and you know whatever they go through, they they overcome it. And at some point, you just you, you just realize it's the people involved and, and what they've been able to build there. 
And you know, one thing too. Uh, excuse me, uh, if I could just say this. One thing that was kind of a little aside last night in the press conference that that I thought about it later more than I thought about it. They were asking Solaire, who was part of the Cubs team that broke the drought in, in 2016, about playing on that, and he seemed to make the he 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 made the point that this team is more together than that Cubs team was, um, which is quite something to say about uh, about a team that, that won a, a seven game World Series over Cleveland and you know got rid of the curse of the Billy Goat in Chicago. Uh, you know, and had a lot of big-time players, Bryant, Rizzo, Hayward, um, uh, Addison Russell, Baez. I mean, that, that was big-time team. Uh, and, if this, and this clubhouse is more together. That's, that's kind of something. And, and Gabe, that, that Cubs team was had that mentality of, we're done hearing about the curse. We are going to end this now. And, and I wonder, with, with all the new guys that, that they brought in, they haven't gotten caught up in that quote-unquote Atlanta narrative, and they've got a little bit of an edge to them, a little bit of, you know what, we're going to put a stop to this right here as well. Yeah, that's been that's been pretty interesting to see, too. Um, they they don't care, and that's, and that's one thing that even last year, that when they blew that 3-1 lead, I mean, you have to look at this. A lot of the guys involved, they were not from Georgia. They had not been on the team that long. I mean, it's not – it's something that the fans and – the scribes are familiar with and we talk about all the time, but it's, it's not something that, you know, they're, they're obviously thinking about. It's something Dansby is aware of. And now Freddie has been here long enough that if you're Eddie Rosario or you're Jorge Soler, you, you don't care about this at all. Um, so, and, and they haven't. So they, they're one went away from uh, crushing that story too. If you're Eddie Rosario, you're counting your money. Because uh, I mean he's he's having a Carlos Beltran kind of kind of uh, postseason. I mean he he has just been at at a very good time in his career. I mean you know he's going to get a lot of money out of this because he I mean he's he's turned into Willie May. Uh, and uh, you know who of us could have picked who of us know knew Eddie Rosario when the Braves got him on July 30th. I mean you know maybe you've heard the name but. Now you you know you know him. He's one of the most vivid Braves characters that I think uh, they've ever had. And I've got maybe what what maybe the quote of the season from Eddie coming up here in, in just a second. And, and Brian Snicker has talked about uh, throughout this postseason, but especially last night about his his team's ability to keep finding new ways to win and, and ride this chemistry that they have. I, I've always said it, it's because because I kind of feel like why a lot of times wild card teams do so good because they're on edge. And I've always said the team that has that little boy in them that comes out are teams that do good in the postseason. And if you'd heard our dugout in the in the bottom of the ninth inning, I'd have thought I was in a, like I'm always talking about this, an American League dugout, the way them guys are cheering for each other. Um, and, and I really believe that. I, I think the team that, that just uh, plays with emotion and, and enjoys what they're doing and all in the postseason are really dangerous. And Gabe, this is going to sound kind of corny, and it may sound really stupid if the Braves blow this, but I mean, we see this all, about once every seven years in the playoffs. That can you really believe in magic on a baseball team? Yeah, I think you can. I, I mean, there is just something about some of these runs. I mean, even that Cubs team that rallied back from three-one, the one that uh, Mark was just talking about. 
the, the I, I would say the 04 Red Sox might be the best example, certain the best modern example you can find. Um, you know, people kind of laugh at the word magic. I, I mean, you can use whatever word you want to use to describe it, but there is like a feeling, a team of destiny kind of feeling that you have, and you see it in other sports too. But uh, especially in baseball, you can just when you when you're able to win a game like they were last night, and we saw them, you know, have the consecutive walk offs against the Dodgers. Uh, we've just and we're seeing them get contributions. We're seeing Kyle Wright step up. I mean, Eddie Rosario obviously in the NLCS. Um, Soler has a leadoff homer now. He has a go ahead homer in the World Series. Um, what you're seeing out of Tyler Matzek is historic, um, which is a word that we don't. You know, it gets overused a lot in sports, but in this instance, it certainly applies. There's just a lot of storylines here, a lot of things happening that certainly would lead one. Again, it's not over. That would lead one to believe that this is just the team that it was just meant to be. And, Mark, you, you talked about when we first started the the podcast here in the postseason that, that the key to winning in, in the postseason is home runs. You said, ball go far, team go far. Can you adjust right. it to ball go far, team have fun, team go far? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just baseball has just become a, a, a big. I, I, it, the home run was big in baseball since since Babe Ruth came along. But you know now it's like teams score so it's a higher percentage of, of, of runs off the home run than ever before, and, and we saw it li- uh, last night. Uh, of the five runs scored in the game, three were on home runs, um, and and you know it. it um, it's hard to string together rallies. We saw that with the, with the Astros last night. I mean, they loaded the bases in the first inning uh, against um, Dylan Lee and and Kyle Wright, but they they only got one run out of that on the ground out. Uh, it, it's just you know uh, against pitching of this caliber, it, it's it's hard to like get hit 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 you know uh, three singles, two, a double and a single. It, it but it it is possible to hit a home run and sometimes two home runs in a row. And, and, you know, and, and, and just the, the double part of that last night where you saw one go out and then you saw the other go out and you thought, you know, I can't believe this, but you know, you, this is baseball, you know, and it's, it's, that's the way it's played, but it, it just came at a moment where, where it was like, to use go back to the word magic. I, I don't know if it's magic, but it certainly is. It, it certainly is something. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's something that in other years, the Braves haven't been able to find, uh, in the postseason. And, uh, and, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if I agree necessarily with the, um, with Snitker's comment about the, uh, the team that's having fun and is charged up. I, I think that, that, that the having fun and the charged up may be more a function of the team playing well than it is than the other way around. But I, but I think that that the thing that you you have to just do in in the playoffs you just have to keep trying to execute even when even when the pressure is tremendous and the, the opposing pitcher is really good and you you just you just have to try to keep your head in the moment and like Dansby did last night to wait on the fastball and then hit it over the wall the other way and as Solaire did to uh, wait on the slider and the, the fourth slider he got, the third slider he got was one that hung a little bit and he hit it over the wall. 
I want to take a quick second to remind you that the Atlanta Braves are playing to win the World Series, and Academy Sports and Outdoors has everything you need to rep the Braves on the big stage. Swing by your local Academy store today or shop online at academy.com to gear up for all the excitement. Academy Sports is the official sporting goods retailer of the Atlanta Braves with jerseys, T-shirts, hats, and more at prices that you will love. And this year, this is going to be very important possibly tonight, all 14 Atlanta area stores will open immediately after a series clinch by the Braves. So you may be able to get your Halloween candy and get a World Series t-shirt tonight at your local Academy Sports and Outdoors. Now, before we discuss everything that came out of that Atlanta bullpen, we need to talk about what happened right in front of the Astros bullpen in that eighth inning. Eddie Rosario with the catch of his life and the quote of the year. I feel right now I am Super Rosario. <laughs> I don't see the ball. I throw the, the glove and catch the ball. That's awesome. Everybody happy. I'm happy. <laughs> It's unbelievable what I'm doing tonight. Uh, wow, what a catch. <laughs> Super Rosario it is. And, and Mark, he's going to make, as you said, a bajillion dollars this offseason. And I think it'll everybody land if he doesn't kind of come back. is really going to miss him. Oh, I, I, I know the writers will because uh, he's, been, he's been so much fun to be around that it's uh, – uh, and I'm a pretty jaded old guy, so I, I'm not <laughs> easily used. But uh, he's uh, – He's something, and he's he's a tremendous player, and uh, or at least he has been a tremendous player this October. Gabe, I don't want to put the car too much in front of the horse just yet, so we'll just keep it to the to the first five games. Who is the Braves MVP of the World Series right now? You know, I asked Mark that question last night because we were thinking about it, and there's been obviously there's been several guys who have played well, but there hasn't been like an eye popping candidate. My initial thought is Tyler Matzik. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has just been, he's been so big, but he could easily, he could have been the NLCS MVP as well if it wasn't for Rosario just going wild like as he did. But my first thought is him and he represents, um, you can't give it to the bullpen as a whole, but, uh, he would kind of represent that in a way. Um, if the Braves end up winning this thing, we're, we're going to be talking about this bullpen for a long time. And now let's go to the pitching and Kyle Wright, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I just try to do my part, you know. Um, I, I've had a lot of ups and downs this year, so just to kind of be able to get back in a position where I could help the team um, was definitely pretty special. Um, you know, my goal was just to get it to the back end, and, you know, those guys have been nails all year, and fortunately I was able to do that, and they, they shut it down from there. It was awesome. The situation we put him in was probably something we didn't want to do, honestly. Um, but how he limited damage and this stuff was so good tonight too. He's really, really good, and and um, that, that that was the reason we won. The cause was the reason we won the game. How he kept that thing in check and allowed us to stay around in that game. It was huge. And Mark, this this word gets thrown around way too often. But but is this going to be safe to say here that Kyle Wright, whose ERA was nine ninety five this year in the majors in six innings, he was a part of that eleven run first inning last year against the Dodgers in the NLCS. He comes into the World Series and gives up one run in four and two-thirds. Snit says he's the reason why the Braves won. Does that qualify as unbelievable? Um, yeah, yeah, it would. If, if pretty much everything we've seen before this month hadn't also qualified <laughs> as unbelievable. So at some point we're going to have to start thinking, well, you know, this is what they do. But yeah, uh, it, it it was weird in the way that they got to right uh, and 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 
I, I know from from talking to Gabe that that the Braves were were trying to get four outs from um, Dylan Lee, it's, it's a, so they and then maybe bring right in right then, uh, so he could he could pitch like three or four innings and only only see the top of the lineup once. Uh, but I, I think they may have overthought that a little bit, and and to put Lee in in a situation, and afterwards, uh, Stinker said we should never put him in that position where you know your first major league start is Game Four of the World Series, um, and and you know uh, he, he he was clearly out of his element. After, after, you know he had he had a pretty good quote after the game too, where he where he said you know well I'm definitely a reliever, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, but I, I think that, you know, Wright was the guy they wanted to have on the mound for the bulk of the game last night. And they ended up getting that, although it took them, you know, it, it, it was, you know, it was, they were already in trouble by the time they got to him. But he, you know, he got them out of that inning with only one run. And then, except for the Altuve home run, Altuve home run that, that was it. And he was, you know, he gave them what they needed so they could turn it over to uh, the bullpen again. And Matzik, and, and there they were, Matzik, Jackson, and, and Will Smith. And here's Snit on what White Wright's been through the last few years. He's been through a lot in a young career. And we've created a lot of it, quite honestly, I, I think. And I, I, the best thing, and I think I said this earlier, the best thing that happened to him was to stay in AAA all year in mass innings and pitch and be successful. And I think you could, for me tonight, I, I, I saw that. That was a more mature pitcher. Yeah, honestly, you know, it, it sucks being down there, but uh, I completely agree. Um, I kind of hit the reset button a little bit. You know, I was struggling a lot this year and um, was kind of honestly a little lost. So kind of went back and watched a old, bunch of old video to see where I was at when I was pitching well. And um, I kind of basically got to a point where I, I kind of found where I needed to be. Gabe, did, did you see that where, where this, this may be now a, a career turning point for Kyle Wright? Career turning, we'll see. Um, you know, he had a good start uh, against the Marlins last year in the playoffs, and we know what happened after that. Yeah. Um, but certainly, it was it was it, it was as encouraging as it's been with him. Um, the big thing, you know, sometimes he's just scared to be on the attack. He, he was he was yesterday. Um, there was still some walks, and it, but I mean, the way he limited damage is really impressive because that's obviously it's a huge moment of the World Series. Um, and against that lineup, to be able to hold them hitless with runners in scoring position, I think they had a base runner every inning against him, um, and it didn't come back to haunt him. And he kept the Braves. I mean, he made the mo- the late moments possible by doing that. So Smith is right. He he is uh, a large reason why they won the game, and and credit to him for that. You know, it was the Dylan Lee thing was it was certainly strange. Uh, he runs out of the bullpen to start the game. Um, the first two Astros reach, he strikes out Bregman, who's been terrible. Um, you know, and then Kyle Wright has to come in and he inherits this bases loaded mess and he holds them to one run, which, you know, that might have saved the game right there in the first inning, looking back on it. So, um, you know, Kyle is a guy who really needed some confidence, I think. Uh, we know that the talent is there, uh, a lot of it has been mental. Um, some of it's mechanical, so for him to, you know, to come through in a moment like that, I, I, that should bode well for him to pull. And Mark, we start to transition now to, to preview Game Five. The 
The Braves have had three games now in this World Series where they've technically been bullpenning, and they've won them all. Yeah, they, um, they, you know, they. What, what can you say? They're, they're, uh, things are breaking right for them, and and that's what it takes. You know, you you get in the postseason, you need some luck and um, or magic or, or both. But it, it just, I think, I think now that um, it, it'll be interesting to see who they start tonight. Um, I, I would be real surprised if they brought. Max Freed back on on three days rest, given that they're leading the series, um, and and also given that they got away with the one last night. I mean, it could, uh, we there's there was speculation. Gabe, Gabe and I were talking last night about uh, that uh, this might be um, another another bullpen game for um, um, it, you know where you get the one inning guy in the first inning, and the, and then you try to get a three inning guy, and uh, you know I, I don't know who it's going to be, but I, I, I'm probably not going to be Dylan Lee or, or Kyle Wright. But uh, um, it, it's it's gone right for them, and they've managed it pretty well. Now the Astros do have a legitimate starting pitcher in tonight, which the you know they weren't they weren't quite sure what they were going to get from Grinky last night. They actually got a really good game from him for four innings. Uh, but, um, you know, this, this will be a bullpen game, I think, uh, uh, against a, a starting pitcher, a bona fide starting pitcher for the other team. And, and, you know, as much as, as much as the Braves want to clinch here in front of the home, home folks, um, you know, the pitching matchup may not favor that. Gabe, what's your best guess? What's going to happen tonight to how the Braves going to try to stack well, it up? Well, the Braves just announced it's going to be Tucker Davidson tonight. Okay, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, so, so Tucker, um, he's going to start tonight. Again, they're going with a lefty against the top of the Astros lineup. Uh, unlike Dylan Lee, um, Tucker does, Tucker has uh, he has a few more innings under his belt. He has, I think, five career appearances, and he hasn't pitched in the majors since June 15th. <laughs> so this one – this one is going to be um, also fascinating to see. He does give you, theoretically, he's a guy who can give you multiple innings. He is a starting pitcher, um, unlike Dylan Lee. So uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how short the leash is for him. But um, move in, I, I had suspected maybe it would be A.J. Minter, but so they, they go with a different lefty, Tucker Davidson. And there's not really much they could have done at this point that would really surprise us. Um, so, but coming off the Dylan Lee thing, yeah, yeah, now they're doing Tucker Davidson, and if they end up winning tonight, then um, that's going to be some some fun trivia years down the road that Tucker Davidson started a clinching uh, game for the Braves' second championship. Hey, honestly, guys, this is the biggest game played in Atlanta sports since UGA was in the national championship game of twenty in January twenty eighteen, and the biggest baseball game in this state since nineteen ninety five. I think they're handling great. They'll handle it great. Um, I'm happy for our city that can go through this, experience this. Um, this is the, what a great time of year. And for the city, the Braves country to experience all this, for our players to experience it's a win-win situation. And, Mark, we're in that territory now. Either way, we're going to have a story we won't forget. Either the Braves win it all or they blow it. What's going to happen tonight? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, any baseball game is, is essentially coin flip. Yes, uh, and and I think that I think that 
you know, the fact that the Braves are starting Tucker Davidson against Valdez, you know, that, that, you know, you wonder if you can, how many times you can get away with something like this, but that's part of the, that's part of the narrative here is that they've gotten away with a lot of stuff that you wouldn't have expected. Uh, they beat the Dodgers, which you wouldn't have expected. Um, they're, they're, they're playing. They're they're so hot right now, just and, and they believe in themselves so much that it, uh, you know, it, it would not be any surprise if, if Tucker Davidson threw a no hitter and got pulled after five, <laughs> and, and then, and then uh, Jock Peterson hit a home run to win it in the bottom of the ninth or something. Sounds good. Go ahead and uh, start writing that. And we do want to remind you that uh, you you can read all that with your subscription to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which funds what we do, and we cannot do it without you. And if you're not a subscriber, go to AJC.com slash BattleATL and sign up today. You'll get the most complete Braves coverage in Atlanta during the postseason, and you'll also get a Hank Aaron tribute book. Unlimited digital access to AJC.com and the e-paper starts at just $1 a week. Get the special offer now at AJC.com slash BattleATL. So, uh... Ben, what are you guys working on uh, before Game 5, uh, which we can find on uh, AJC.com? Gabe, you first. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be writing about Kyle Wright, actually. Just uh, some of the stuff that we talked about and him coming through in that moment. Uh, and just looking ahead to, to this game, and, and we'll see uh, we'll see what we're writing after. I'm going to work on a nap here momentarily, <laughs> but uh, I probably will do a little something looking back at, at Game 4 or and just – just the magnitude of that and, and where that ranks in, in Braves' annals. Man, this was a very fun podcast. It's been a uh, – it was a very, very fun night, and we appreciate you guys out there who've already spread the word. The audience is growing, and we really hope that you will continue to do that. So what, what we need is for you to subscribe, for you to rate and review our podcast. That really helps us get attention and spread the word so we can continue to bring you the AJC podcast for free during the World Series and then once we get to the offseason. So, men, uh, uh, go catch a quick nap and then uh, have fun in Game 5 tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.